Welcome to Owning the Masters, a podcast where we discuss business, entrepreneurship, and lifestyle for the culture. We're your hosts, Be the Boss and LJ. Um, welcome, welcome. Our feature artist of the week is Zante Sarai with Keep It Black. I know y'all want these dreams. Uh-huh. Dr. King, yeah. Billy Sings, yeah. Malcolm Means, uh-huh. tell the Lord protect our queens. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Shine on beans, yeah. Blacks with green, yeah. Let's do our thing, move around. Keep it black, make them sounds. Keep it black, get your crown. Keep it black, put it down. I love that song. I love that song too. It's such a vibe and so fitting for Juneteenth. <laughs> yes. Hey y'all. Hi. Yes. So we got LJ on the ones and twos. She's out in nature today. Yeah. And we have our special guest, Miss Raven Party. Hello, hello. Let's see. Let me start. Playwright, poet, writer, actress, mom, renaissance woman. Yeah. Yep. Seamstress. Yes. Seamstress. (laughs) What don't you do? (laughs) It's a lot that I don't do. Yes, Thank we you. are so happy to have you. I'm happy to be here. Yes. I appreciate, it. I appreciate the invite. Oh, we cannot wait to get you on. So we'll start off with this. So a couple weeks ago, we had yeah. the opportunity and a privilege of seeing her with your show, Interrogation. So her first, right? Is it your first show? Yes. First, first oh. of my own, yes. So her, yeah. Hey, I would have never known it was her first show. It was, it was so good. (laughs) I think everyone was in tears. I want you to talk about the premise of interrogation first before we go into the deep stuff. So the premise of it was to give a space for black men to voice their vulnerabilities, things they don't get to talk about all the time. It definitely did that. So she, there was a play portion, like a scripted portion. Right. And then she also incorporated some of her own poetry. And she had some special guests come on, some men um, that are artists and poets come on and speak about their own personal, real journeys. And what was the question that you asked all of the men? So the question was, how is your heart? That's a deep question. Yeah. And I wrote the, I wrote the play as uh, it was like a show within a show, if you will. So the scripted portion was pretty much all of these different men that came and interact with each other, and they were preparing for an open mic. And so during that open mic segment, I included my poems that I wrote for the, the five characters, and then I invited some poets from the city to come. Mm-hmm. share their their voices as well so it was, each show was different yes and so, that's that was, was what i dope. liked about yeah. it yeah yeah what inspired uh what was the inspiration behind you writing the play okay so <laughs> for years so let's go back to 2010 uh i was at mm-hmm. purdue and we were doing a production of Intozaki Shange's For Colored Girls. Um, and we learned that a male by the name of Keith Antar Mason wrote a response to For Colored Girls called For Black Boys. Um, and we did a production that combined both of those plays, but I wanted to produce the full For Black Boys once I read that script. Um, so I was presented with the opportunity to produce a show in June, and I reached out to the playwright to get his permission to produce that play because I've been wanting to produce it since 2010. And I sent this man a letter. I sent emails that got bounced back. I tried to find phone numbers. Like, this man was a ghost, essentially. So um, I wrote a letter, and then, like, there was a deadline that I had to get all of my information to the theater by. So time was ticking. I found another play. Couldn't get the permission to do that. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to just write my own. That's what was meant to be. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, that like, opportunity was for your voice. writing poetry, but when it came to writing dialogue, when it came to writing dialogue, 
um, it was it was a challenge. And so then I conducted interviews with countless black men just asking the same five questions. And um, most of their responses to one particular question was the same. And that question was um, basically what do you wish someone would ask you? And it was generally like, what do I need? Mm-hmm. How am I doing? Like beyond the surface level. So. Yeah, that's um, deep. Yeah, it was heavy. heavy. It was heavy. It, it yeah, was very, like, well, yeah, They don't feel heard. So, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what you all don't know is after the show, we actually had an opportunity to sit down with Raven and some of the members of her cast as well. And we got to discuss this in further detail. So we will, once this episode airs, we actually will be putting out some of that content as well. Um, yes. Because lo- that, very deep. Yes. It was very deep and very, very heavy. We was able to get raw, straight, no chaser with, with them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, some of them, but I think that you writing this play, I mean, we obviously know it was meant to be, but I feel like, you know, it's really just scratching the surface of your purpose. It's like an introduction to bigger things, obviously. But I don't think that we were producing someone else's work would have done any justice like honestly there was an experience like none other that that I have ever had and it really like it just made men and women look at each other from a different perspective yep I agree I I mean even though it was like targeted to men for me what I got of it was like just a better understanding and um some ways are selfishness, like my selfishness as a female mm-hmm. or as a woman, wow. per se. Um, but I, and I think on the flip side of that, too, is like everybody wants to be heard. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to feel like they're appreciated and not taken for granted, you know. But I think that with men, they're so tend to be like emotionally detached everything is like they don't want to tap into that emotional side mm-hmm. right black men especially been because we, black men yeah especially. we've not really been um as black black people as a whole have not completely been given that space to be human no. because you gotta think no. about it like within the last like i mean 200 years ago we weren't even considered human we were considered property we were considered commodities so to have emotions and a voice and space to be able to express those things is totally new to us our great grandparents didn't know how to do it our grandparents were still fighting for the little bit of freedom we have now they didn't have room for feelings right our generation yeah. finally has some space though not not yeah. a lot, but we now have some space to learn how to be more emotionally aware and be able to, you know, express that. our voice like, more. We're like the culture shift. We're yes. like the gen- the culture, honestly. Yes. I love how you said that. Yep, and I think I like that you definitely gave those men a space. And and the one thing about it that I love the most, it it was after the show. Like those men were so appreciative of you for allowing them that platform to be able to express themselves because, yeah, because, you know, that's not an easy thing to do. But I think that if they we give them the space more or that platform or opportunity, I think that they would and we would learn how to communicate with each other better because of it. And that that was another motivator for me to write it especially the way I did, um, because I felt the disconnect between the sexes, and I touched on that in the play. Mm-hmm. It's just like we're always at war, especially on social media. Like, it's so so much of a disconnect, and I don't understand. Well, I got a number of ideas of where it came from, but yeah. <laughs> that's another conversation. <laughs> but, yeah, that was that was definitely one of the motivators for me as well. Yeah, and they, they had a captive audience. Like, we had to sit there and listen, so... 
It was the yes. response was overwhelming. Yes. Like I'm not gonna lie, I don't know what I expected or if I expected anything. <laughs> it was kind of just like I was just pushed in it and I and I was just focused on getting it done that I wasn't even thinking about like mm-hmm. right. how are they gonna take this? What's gonna happen? So it wasn't until that day it was just like, Oh, they like this. Yes. Like they they loved it. They are into it. Like they yes. were Yeah, people were crying, people were laughing. I cried. Oh yeah. I cry. Women like I've never seen anything like this in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, like I did. Yes. Okay. Yes. What you just said about like not having expectations or not really knowing the expectation. I think that that makes it even more pure. You know, because mm-hmm. you're not you're doing it straight, or you wrote it straight from the stone. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that that's something that a lot of writers can probably take from if this. I think a lot of times, and I think we even had this conversation uh, where we just get so caught up in logistics of things and just wanting things to be perfect. Mm. And we kind of sometimes take away from the quality and the pureness of it. Um, and the rawness. Mm-hmm. The rawness, exactly. You know, and I, I just, that right there was a gym. You know, this is like a business platform, but I mean, it's, business and creativity all that mm-hmm. falls under the same umbrella mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but being a creative creators have a different mind like the way we think about things and being perfect and mm-hmm. <laughs> thinking about the logistics of things honestly it's just not really a lot of times not really our forte yeah all right but you said this is this is a business platform it's owning the masters and yeah. i think my yeah. story is that I did it myself and you know I was gonna mm-hmm. do someone else's work and I came up with my own so now it's mine I can do whatever I want to do with it yeah. from this point yeah. it, can, it can be something that tours it can be a movie it could be yep anything I could see it being all those things collaborations I could see a lot of things spiraling out of that like you yeah. said art show is on the masters but the back end of that is also called the mindset of the grind absolutely so that's kind of what we tap into is like where that mindset comes from to be able to like have your own it's a whole and and i think creatives tap into that more than the type a analytical absolutely business people which is why we want to want to melt the two because their skills that each side it's really one and the same entrepreneurship is one of the highest forms of creativity in my opinion absolutely <laughs> so <laughs> every day mm-hmm yep Yep, so I think it all it all goes together. Right. I want to ask you, what, what does your process look like as far as, like, creating when you get into that? Crazy. Is it? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I be like, people be like, oh, you're crazy. And I'll be like, no, I'm not, I'm not crazy and, until I'm creating. Yeah. And then it's like the next day and I haven't slept and but I was in the zone so it is what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh that's yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so you like no sleep. I just... have to I can't schedule like my sparks of inspiration like this it's not a yeah. scheduled thing. It's mm-hmm. just when it comes like I got to tap in. Like I got to I got to get it all while it's there because I got so much going on. I got four kids. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much that can can take me out of it. So when it's there, yeah. like, oh, I gotta, have, I got to. Yeah. Like, hold on, hold on. I'm that urge up. hits you and <laughs> right. you got to, you started and you got to go all the way to the yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah. And if, yeah. And I, if I can't in the moment, like, I, I have so many notes on my phone. Like, I'll just make a note for later for when everybody's sleep or just whatever. And I can mm-hmm. just tap in. Tap into it. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And I'm, then the next day I'm walking like a zombie. <laughs> but you feel good because you got that out, right? It's the release. It's yeah. well, I won't say that because it's kind of gross. But <laughs> I was asking, I'm like, how in the world do you do it? I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, how do you do that? <laughs> Having balanced motherhood and being a creative, and then also having to Listen, also, your lifestyle, like we have to work still. Like, I wish I could tell you that I had a blueprint. I wake up and do this shit every day, like however <laughs> it comes. Like it's just like okay, today we're doing it like this, and it works for that day. I cannot. I've I've 
been to where I've scheduled my life down to the 30 minute, like, okay, we doing this and would like beat hard. myself up when it didn't go as planned. Mm -hmm. And I don't have like, I can't, that's, that's insanity. I can't do that no more. So now I, I just, I, I, I make a little list like, okay, I want to get these, these things done today at least. And then whatever else comes right. with it, that's just like a bonus. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. I, I, I kind of have that same motive. I, I, I do like to plan and schedule, but kind of like like you, I can't do like at eight o'clock this, nine o'clock this, ten o'clock this because I might not feel like doing that at that moment, or my spirit is like, yeah, yeah I can't, I can't tap into this task right now. I'm just not, I'm not feeling that. My mental's not prepared right. for it. But as yes. long as I get so many things checked off on the list and feel accomplished and give myself grace for the things that I can't get done because we only one person. I think that that's important, giving ourselves grace. For sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Especially as moms because we can beat yeah. up on each other and ourselves about the things that we can and cannot do for our kids. But I think it teaches our kids that we're human. For sure. And I think one of the benefits, like I have a really excellent co-parenting relationship, so that helps. That's a that's a huge help for me. Like it's a lot of stuff that I wouldn't be able to do if he wasn't as helpful as he is. Yeah. So that's huge. But that balance, that balance question, I've been unbalanced since my play, like since writing, well, and I'm still balance? trying to get it back together. <laughs> I'm still trying to pick the pieces up. What'd you say? <laughs> like basically recharge? Yeah, just trying to regroup and get everything. Like everything is still in a state of chaos at my house right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm still trying to regroup, but I have so many opportunities that just came because of that. That yeah. it's just like, okay, like hold on for a second, like get this together and then. You in your bag. Yeah, I am, but. You in your bag. I need like a maid, I need somebody to do laundry. Oh, like, you know, for real. Oh, yeah, get, you hear me? Like, can you go to the grocery <laughs> store? You have no, to just create a new normal for your new life. Absolutely. Sure. But I don't know. There's like the element of guilt. Like, I just feel like I should be doing those things. Yeah, yeah. but, you know, I struggle with that, too. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, even with my kids being older, I struggle with it all the time. I'm a single mom. I don't have as much support, like co-parenting and things like that. But, you know... Some people in my life have tried to make me feel guilty, but you know, opportunities only come around once sometimes. Right. And yes. if you're not at your whole and fullest self, then you can't be whole and full for your kids. And it's important, I think it's more important for your kids to see you in your bag and to see yes. you doing the things that serve you and fit you. Cause then they'll be like, my mommy, did this this and this they're not always gonna remember you know mommy took me to the park three times a week or she made dinner five days a week or you know they remember like laying in the bed with you or simple stuff and then they yeah. also remember seeing you at your wholest and fullest self because it inspires yeah. them to do the same thing they're modeling sure. after you they yeah. remember the thing you know yeah, what i'm my, saying my oldest one is like my biggest fan like he pushes me <laughs> yes they like go go you you do it, and then the, the younger ones think, think I'm famous or something. I'm See, like, <laughs> I mean, that's my mom. They speaking it into existence. <laughs> but that makes you that makes you feel good. Like it does. Yeah. It does. I feel like um, it motivates me too on the other end because it's just like I can't tell them to be the best version of themselves and push them to be whatever mm -hmm. they want to be if I'm not. Mm -hmm. Like it's yes. it's very hypocritical. Yes. It's just like how how do I look saying that? Yes. And I think we miss that because a lot of us didn't have that. Like we're in a different time now. The time we're raising our kids in as opposed to when we came up. Like a lot of people, like our parents and grandparents, did a lot of things for survival because they had to. We have the luxury of not having to do things we don't want to do. Right. So it's a slap in their face for us to not. It is. <laughs> And there's and a lot of times they can be so quick to say, oh, you know, you can't do that, but that's only because they've never seen it done. But we can we oh, can have crazy. it all. Yeah, like don't don't put your your issues and things on me. Right. So we have the luxury of not parenting our kids like that. 
You okay? You okay? I'm okay. <laughs> Sorry. 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 Ass spider on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to make a big deal. She trying to so, be cute. It was cute. Trying to be trying to be cute <laughs> in nature. <laughs> I had no other option. <laughs> you doing better than me. I'm in Pontiac right now, and if you know anything about Pontiac, there's nothing here. Okay? <laughs> like a ghost town with 300 people <laughs> there's no coffee shops or none of that stuff we got at home but you but know, know. <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to ask you though i got a question for you um since we're talking about our kids and stuff and you have boys um like i'm i feel like maybe part of um your play was inspired by them but like what are you what are some things that you do to like just instill that emotional side for your boys? Cause I know like I have boys and I don't, I don't like try, I don't make them suppress their emotional side. Like, you know how we tell our boys like, Oh, um, stop all that crying. That's soft or you shouldn't be playing with, dolls and that type of thing which I mean to a certain degree I understand that but like I let my son play with baby dolls because it teaches them life skills Mm -hmm. it teaches them how to nurture and care for someone else right that's why you know and just different things like when they're in daycare and stuff they do the housekeeping and all the different little stuff but like um what are some things that you do with your children that just help them not that emotional side as boys we talk about everything literally and i I experience people that kind of like get thrown off by it because it's just like their kids why are you talking to them like that or about that and it's just like because they they're going to be prepared for Mm -hmm. this world i'm going to give it to them real and raw every single time and nothing is too much um as far as subject matter goes it's just about the way that you have the conversation. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's just the language that you use, mm-hmm. making sure the language is appropriate. But the subject matter, we talk about yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. And if if they are throwing tantrums or, you know, just falling out or just whatever, it's just like, okay, have your little moment. Get it together quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then let's talk about what? it. What's, what's the problem? Why, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Um why? You know, what were you feeling? Like, we talk about feelings a lot. Um, and for me, being in therapy, like, mental mental health is really big for me. Um, I used to study psychology before I changed my major to film and theater. But that was my original major. So I'm all about the health of the mind mm-hmm. um, because everything starts there. So we, we talk, and, I, and, I, and I've experienced so many men that don't know how to communicate. So I have to make sure my kids know how to communicate because it's just like, right. this is going to stop here. Yes. <laughs> like, whatever I'm I can so- do to help that, my kids yes. are going to know how to communicate and not be afraid to. Yes. Um, so yeah. I feel like I parent a lot of the same way I always have. And I think that now yeah. that my daughter, my oldest daughter is 16 and she knows nothing is off limits. My daughter and I talk about everything, Mm -hmm. good, bad, or indifferent. There's very little that I don't know about my daughter. Mm -hmm. And I can say that with confidence. A lot of people are like, "Mm, she don't tell you everything. But the things she doesn't tell me, she tells her. (laughs) So there's very little. She's very open. Her relationships, how she feels about things. Uh, She's not afraid to say no. I tell my kids all the time, no is a complete sentence. I mean, you can even tell me no. That doesn't mean that your no will be honored, but you can say no if it's something you don't want to do. <laughs> you know, I'm I like that, you know, the yeah. communication and the openness, it benefits them later on in life. And, and having now, I, they can, now, yeah. Having an adult that you can like be open with mm-hmm. is so important and it's rare though. Mm-hmm. Espe- I mean for especially for girls. Mm-hmm. Especially for girls, because, like, I don't know, there's just so many. I know for me growing up, 
and it could just be, you know, being around old school, being raised by old school ways. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just like, it's a lot of talking at you instead Mm -hmm. of talking to you. Mm -hmm. I was like, I've already been there. I've done that. You know what I'm saying? I've gone through all the stuff you're going through. But yeah, in some type of ways, but at the same time, like times have changed. Mm-hmm. the world has changed we transition like the world is not like how right. it was mm-hmm. now see i'm gonna do both yeah mm-hmm. yeah you have to have yeah i'm gonna do both i'm gonna say <laughs> because this is how it is and this is how it was but i'm gonna right. rationalize it at the same time i'm gonna say why it makes sense mm-hmm. and why it works or give them the option to yeah. do not just because you know, i said so and that's it right you can do yeah. that but this is gonna be the consequence exactly just so you yeah know. exactly you know I don't play. And but. that's what I that's what I tell my my kids. And I think like me growing up, I often felt like I had to raise myself because though my parents were active, I never felt like I could come to them for things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was supposed to be a certain way. I was supposed to have these grades and mm-hmm. do this and everything. You know, I had my urges and things I wanted to do as a kid, but I didn't have anywhere to channel that. So me, a lot of me and my friends, like I'm sure a lot of other people, like we taught ourselves like the blind leading the blind. Right. (laughs) As a parent, I feel like um, I have more control. If your kids are open with you and you keep that channel open, you have more control because they come to you when things are bad and you can kind of help them navigate their way through it as opposed to them going to their friend is 15 like them and just as stupid and they're gonna go make right. dumb mistakes so i think that communication is is extremely valuable in parenting absolutely and providing them with that outlet are you yeah. any of your kids creatives <laughs> yeah so my son is an artist um he draws he's a visual artist but he creates everything with his hands like he's a Lego master. Um, he builds like obstacle courses and stuff like that. He's like an engineer. He has an engineer mind, but he said mm-hmm. he wants to be a, a mad scientist. So I love that. He's, he's I love creative that. all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. That is so awesome. Um, my other son is very musically inclined. My youngest son, Kellen, mm-hmm. he's very musically inclined. He's the only one with rhythm. <laughs> um, he has a guitar that he. He plays and he sticks his tongue out while he's playing it. Um, Braylon is not my middle son. He's not so much of a creative, but he is the social. Like he, he's very quick. Like he's mm-hmm. almost too, too quick with, with okay. his responses and picking up on what's so he's happening. Verbal. He's still yeah, word. He's very verbal, um, and he plays games. Mm-hmm. Like he's. I love it. Yeah, I love he's it. A gamer. He's a gamer. He's a gamer. Yeah, <laughs> and then Dylan. That's your daughter? Yeah, she's the baby. What'd you say? It's, they all, I have one that's visual, I have a musically inclined one, have a gamer. Yeah. 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 And then my little diva, who's the dancer. She's the, she's going to be on somebody's stage. She's a performer. Oh, yeah. 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 the diva. I think it's important to um, sow into your kids' talents. Absolutely. And figure out like what they like to do so that they have that creative outlet, which is another form of communication, in my opinion. Yeah, Braylon actually started theater camp yesterday. Really? Yeah. He loves wow. it. He loves it. So he, he may be a performer, too. Nice. Be writing plays with mommy. Absolutely. I can. I love that you, like, you know... Okay, I got to talk about this too because <laughs> a lot of moms struggle with this. Um, I know a lot of, we both do, but like I know a lot of creatives that are parents and, you know, they kind of just let their talents go wayside because of their other responsibilities mm-hmm. and just like not being able to really find balance in that. And I think that that's very commendable that now, I mean, I know you got you have a co-parenting situation, but it's like at the end of the day, you're still doing a lot of stuff by yourself. Like you still have to hold down a whole household by yourself, and then work, and then still have time to like tap into that creative side. I think that that's amazing. Thank really, you. really. Anyway, that was the question. 
just an accolade. What'd you say? That was just an accolade. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which explains why Man, when those I'm creative sparks come, you, you grow yeah. with them. Yeah. Yeah, I struggle it's, with that a lot. It's good. not necessarily mm-hmm. an option for me. Yeah, so, I mean, like when people say, "Oh, like I commend you and all that," I'm just like, "Thank you," but it's just like I got it. I like I don't have a choice. When I wasn't yeah. creating, I was miserable. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you're if the if the head of the house is miserable, everything else, every yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, this is this yeah. is survival. <laughs> this is what I got to do no. for for yeah. us. If more people looked at it like that, more people would be a lot happier. I yeah. like that. Because yeah, like the fact that you. you have you already have like that knowledge of from studying psychology, you already have like a knowledge mm-hmm. of importance of mental health. Where a lot of people struggle with mental health problems and don't even realize that they are. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like they just go through their daily routines thinking this is what I'm supposed to do. Right. Age and I have these responsibilities, but because of the stigma against mm-hmm. exactly. Help. But that's so that's so true. Like for people, and honestly, I feel like even for me, like you said, it's really a survival thing. Like I literally am depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I don't have a way to like, I don't have an outlet for my creativity. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it literally, and when when that happens, everything else is just in shambles. Right. Because you because <laughs> you have that I'm, resentment. That's yeah. that. And you don't intend to treat anybody any kind of way, but because you're resentful, you will. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. like a byproduct of it. Yeah. I like Absolutely. that word. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Resentment? Yeah. 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 No, that's that's the feeling. I, I can say I've been there too for a long yeah. time. I think right now, well, all the projects that we have going on right now, I feel like I'm in my bag as far yeah. as like being creative and being able to you know, have that outlet mm-hmm. outside of kids, work, day-to-day things. So, yeah, I, I get that. Because that resentment, child, is real. And then you take it out on everybody and you ugly. Right. <laughs> and you just mad. Mm-hmm. Don't even know why. Okay. What's wrong with you? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> everything. Everything quiet. is wrong. I don't feel like cooking dinner today. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. You're like, dang, right. I'm sorry. It ain't even your fault. Right. <laughs> And I'm hungry and sad. No, you blocking and you you're blocking anything from happening for you because you're vibrating low at a low yes at a low frequency. Yep. Yeah. So all you're gonna attract at that point is low, Mm -hmm. low energy, low situations, low people. Mm Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got no time for that. And that again, it's like a vicious cycle because when you're in such a low vibration, then you can't elevate to be creative mm-hmm. because you're, you're blocking block. it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So how do you keep yourself motivated when nobody else is there to do it for you? <laughs> That's a tough one. Bills. That, that part. <laughs> That's the realest <laughs> answer ever. <laughs> Yeah, bills. The bills don't stop. Okay. The kids want stuff, and it's just like, why can't they have it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you, you can say, oh, you don't need that. Yeah, they don't need it, but why can't you get it for them? Yeah. You want you know it, what I'm saying? You want it. Yeah, right. They kids. This is the time for them to enjoy life and have and do whatever. Because mm-hmm. they don't, I mean, it matters. But you know what I'm saying? This is the time to, yeah. to be a kid and to explore and grow and Mm-hmm. I need right. the means to be able to do that, and I like to travel. I want to see the world. That's that's what motivates me. Yeah. I want to see everything, like I door to explore. Okay, <laughs> I want to see it all. Yes. So I, I need money. I need money to do that. Yeah, and I'm not motivated by money because mm-hmm. when you do when you do what you love and what you do what you're supposed to do when you're serving your purpose, it'll come. And so that motivates me. I know if I keep doing this, I'll be able to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So. Your gifts will make room for you. Yes, for your sure. gifts will definitely make room for you. I love that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I'm motivated to serve. 
That I mean, yes. that's what motivates mm-hmm. me as far as my content goes. Like I like I don't. I enjoy things that are just for entertainment, but when I when I watch TV and stuff, because I rarely watch TV, it's like usually documentaries or it's usually like yes. biography, mm-hmm. like you know what I mean, <laughs> stuff like that. Like I just want I just want to so my content, like I want to teach or educate or heal. Like mm-hmm. I want it to be for a purpose. Purpose. Yes. Purposeful. I like that. It can be entertainment. Absolutely. But I, I think I called it edutainment one time. Uh-huh. Edutainment. Yeah. That's what I, that's the type of content I want to produce. I that's so that's one of my motivators when I don't when I don't uh, have anybody pushing me. Like I just look around and see like just all of the trauma. hmm I love that. Um all of the suffering. And it's just like, what can I do? Like, what can I do to make my mark? What can I do to, to help heal somebody? So, yeah. Where did your love for mental health come from? It's always been there. I don't know. Like, everybody, everybody's always come to me with their issues mm-hmm. and just whatever. Since I was a kid. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, even old people just talking <laughs> to me. Just, you know... I'm always in the middle of family drama, like this person's telling me and this person, like it's always people drawn to me. And so it's just like, like I went to school and I was like, okay, let me learn how to do this mm-hmm. so I can know what get to paid say for and it. how it actually works. <laughs> and, yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, then I found a passion for, for um, theater and film. So I'm merging the two. Um, I, I almost want to go back to school. They got, they got something called art therapy now. They do. I almost want to go back and get... Get yes. Mhm. Paper. Yes. For that. Yes. So, I am kind of pushing my daughter into that as a as a an option for her because she's a creative. Mm-hmm. My daughter plays instruments and draws and paints and makes things, and she's she's really creative. But um, she's really into psychology as well. Yeah. Um, and I know. I can say this. Fuck it. Yeah. You can say whatever. There's <laughs> a lot of crazy people in my family. It's a, <laughs> no, for real. And I mean, I, I'm probably yeah. one of them, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. that's that's another where where the love for mental health came from. Yeah. It's just like, okay, yeah. I got to figure this out because this got to stop here. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, my kids can't grow up crazy. Like, <laughs> we got to do something <laughs> But no, I, 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 I'm always like wanting to know mm-hmm. how people's mind works and what motivates mm-hmm. them, why they yeah. do what they do. That was one of my questions for that I interviewed when I interviewed the men. It was, "What is your why?" That I was like one it. of the questions. Like, what what gets you going? What's like motivates you to get up out of bed every day? Um, but yeah, just the brain, just why people tick. I'm just I'm just fascinated with all of that. I like it. And I like um, going back to interrogation. I like that you interviewed the the men before you got to really writing the script and things yeah. like that. Yeah, because it was just like, do people say this? Is that how they talk? <laughs> like it was it was a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So I just had to I, I wanted to do it right. And I wanted it to be real and relatable. And I didn't want it to be like some stiff. This is what we're doing. Oh yeah, this is how and, they, like you know what I mean. It yeah. was just like I wanted it to be real, and they wasn't gonna feel it unless I had real conversations mm-hmm. with real men. I think more um, producers need to take on that approach, especially yes. when it comes to producing black content, because so often a lot of these people producing black content have never lived around, spoke to, or even really interacted with a black person Mm -hmm. outside of, you know, television or media or the black dude that lived in the dorm five down Mm -hmm. in college, like it was one of them. So I think that it's important to like study your subject matter before, especially when it comes to black people, because our struggle ain't everybody else's struggle. Right. And like you said, with black men, especially like getting to that emotional side, like I think that's why it resonated so well because you took the time to like really research and get into people's yeah. heads and let them know that you care. You you have a very calming spirit and or you really do. And yeah. I could see why people come to you because you're easy to talk to and you take the time to listen. Yes. And I'm not judgmental. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's that's it right there. Yep. 
No judgment zone. <laughs> this is a safe space. It is a safe space. <laughs> Remember the, the song? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, for real. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of black men don't feel comfortable talking to black women. Why do you, why do we think that is? Let's talk about that. I mean, we all have our own opinions, but like, why do they not feel comfortable? Mm-hmm. Because we black women are quick to be defensive. I agree. Quick, real quick. It's just like. Uh, a lot of the times we, we make it about us. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. um, why why are you coming to me with this? You know, I didn't say that. I didn't, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just like, they didn't even get a chance to say whether you did or didn't. You're not even listening. Like, you already coming, coming with your fist up. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and some of those parenting styles, you know, that's yeah. all they got from their mother was, you know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't always a loving situation or, you know what I'm saying? They were always given that space. Mm-hmm. And so they don't know how. It's, it's just like conditioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the special. Yeah. There's, no, there's no one. There's no one black man, though. There's not. Um, and I think with the play, I tried to cover as many types of, of men as I could but even then I that's that's not all yeah you know what I'm saying right everybody everybody is conditioned the way they are based on what they go through in their experiences mm-hmm. so there's no one but I, I just feel like that disconnect is always it stems from some kind of hurt mm-hmm. um they were shut down at some yeah. point and mm-hmm. never opened back up yep I, I love and consequences too a lot of the times, mm-hmm. the consequences for speaking up are too big or too, it's not worth it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They, they would lose or they would feel like they would lose too much by expressing those things. So they play it safe. Mm-hmm. Because we like to retaliate and we like to <laughs> that part use ourselves and our kids as pawns to get what we want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... I think yeah. it's a whole lot of games being played. Yes. It's a whole lot of games. I think pop culture plays but a huge I, role in that too, because especially, absolutely. I mean, and don't get me wrong, like, I, I like the new hip hop. I like Meg. I like Cardi. <laughs> I like the ratchet hip hop from time to time. I partake. But the message can be so dangerous if you mm-hmm. take it to heart. You got to understand that's entertainment. And mm-hmm. the women that are putting these narratives out, Cardi B is married. Megan Thee yeah. Stallion got a man. City Girls is in families. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't even live by the things that they say. And they leaving a lot of women out here to take what they say to heart. Single because y'all taking it to heart. Mm-hmm. It's entertainment. But it's dangerous yeah. for, for men because... You know, oh. now they feel like all we view them as is is property. Right. Property and money. A means to end. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. being used. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's why interrogation is so um, it's important. Because not only we tap into all these different emotions that men go through, and then it's and then there are all these different types of men. You have the introverted men, you have the extroverted men, you have the gay man, you have the married man, like and all these they're all the same, but they're all different. Their stories are different, their experiences are different. And I feel like I've I've followed different women on social media that have tried to do the same thing, that have tried to like it almost comes off as pick me energy. Mm, me. I like that. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But that's why interrogation did so much justice because it's so much deeper than just. To me, it's like, I don't feel like women should throw daggers at each other. Right. To try to defend men. Mm-hmm. 
because that only perpetuates the issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And then, and vice versa, too. Like, I, I don't like it when men do that either. But. Like a competition. Think, yeah. Yeah, it's like a competition, but it's like. More you separation. Never, of course. Like, it's deeper than just, it's not a battle of the sexes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more internal than anything. But but because that's what we're seeing, that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Right. And we don't right. we they don't necessarily know what they're fighting. It's mm-hmm. just right. everybody's on the defense. It's just like I don't know how or which way you coming from, but I'm ready. I'm like, gonna you know keep, I'm I'm keep my dudes exactly. up. I'm good we, right here. We're gonna be ready. Nah, yeah. I, ain't, I ain't letting out all of that. But, then, but like, I think why interrogation was so it yeah. it struck so many chords is because as a woman, you didn't you weren't just a woman telling a story. You were a woman that allowed men a platform to tell their story, right? Which right. is what is and that's important. why I limited the number of women that was in it. But some, but yeah, they, they had to be there a couple times just, yeah. just to to give context, get the plot, yeah, move yeah. the plot along, yeah. But yeah, I wanted I want it, it to be their, yes, their voices, their words, yeah. their emotions. And I think that's how because it wouldn't have been received the same way coming I, from a woman. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we have to allow people the platform to tell their own stories. I just translated it. Yeah, and made it. I just packaged it up real nice. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> That's all. and that you did. <laughs> that Polished it up. Yeah, but um, it was it was great. That's one of the best things I've ever done. And uh, nope, not gonna get into that. Just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Now that was, because that was gonna go somewhere, somewhere left. Right. <laughs> it was gonna go somewhere completely. I mean, not not in a bad way, just like me being vulnerable. Okay. <laughs> What's wrong with vulnerable? But I, we won't make you share. <laughs> but yes, we we definitely appreciate it. Like I said, the men there appreciated it, and like, okay, so can we talk about the lady in the back? My grandmother. Was that her mm-hmm. in the back mm-hmm. that was doing the commentary? No, I'm talking about the audience member. No, it's not. Oh, 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 oh. That was, that was my cousin's grandmother. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like, you felt like, I don't know, the way the story was told, it wasn't just people on the stage. Mm-hmm. It, it, you it were was like, you immersed was in immersed it. You were in, in the world of the play. Yes. We had yes. scenes. Over here, we had scenes behind you. We had scenes in front of you. Yes, and that was on purpose, just so you could feel like you, you were know in what the I'm middle. Saying? Because we, because you yeah. are. Yes, we are in this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, no, really. <laughs> no, really. We're what in this. It? We're in this. Yeah, in and the middle of it right now. It's happening. So it was just like people were like, "Oh, oh, it's something happening back here." Yeah, like yeah. And so for her to vocalize and, and respond just organically you know you yes. couldn't we couldn't plan that no and you know she was embarrassing my cousin my cousin made her get out but i, I wish i would have known i would have stopped it yeah but um i think that it added to it the, the plot it, like you said it really made you feel like you were in the story i thought it was a part of the story but someone said that they was like, I like how I couldn't tell what was planned and what wasn't. Uh-huh. Yes. And that's that speaks to the emotion that people like you were there, right. like you were in it. At least you didn't know who was what was scripted and what wasn't. Yes. I couldn't ask for a better I couldn't ask for a better crowd. Yeah. Like we did this. You know what I'm saying? We all did this together. I think I think that you are a creative genius as far as how you put put that work on. No, really. Yeah. Because I ne- I've been to so many plays. I like plays and musicals and theater. I've, I always have. But I've never been to a show like that where I like it was that much emotion in the room and in the right. crowd. Thank y'all. Yes. You have a talent. It's, yeah, but it's so it's so much pressure now. It's just it's like, not. Where do you go from there? <laughs> but it's just you being you. Just keep being you. Keep bringing we you if it feels right. Make then it do go what with it. Do. it. Yeah. yeah. But the bar is. Like, anyway, like never is that you're, you're. It's so much bigger than you are. It is. 
Yeah. So it's gonna. It come is. That's why it feels. That's why it feels weird when y'all like, oh my god, you you're so good. It's just like God is good. Like God is good. He yeah, did that he part. did that. Yes. I'm still like how. I'm still like what. But he did it through you because. And like, that's where I was trying not to go, like because um, when I said the vulnerability, like my y'all know how I grew up. Y'all know my great grandma raised me, and she's no longer with yeah. us. And this win for me. Yeah. It's so much to process and to digest. Yeah. And she's not here. Yeah. Like, it's just right. like, I want to call her. I want to go, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? She would have called the whole church. Like, but guess what? You know what I'm saying? They would have been calling me, like, congratulations. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's almost surreal. It's just like, uh, it's happening, but where she is. But you know what? You have to, you got to remember she's, she's in you. Like Mm -hmm. she raised you. She instilled that in you. So she's living it through you. Mm -hmm. That was, that, that was her dream. I'm sure she raised you. So like as parents or, you know, we understand like the things we do, we instill in our kids. We want to see those things live on through our kids. And I'm sure she's proud because she instilled that in you. You are who you are today because of the values and things that she put in you. So she's right. she's here with you. But what, I, what I'm saying she's is a part when, of when everybody's like, good job. Like, you, this is so great. You want to hear it from her. I want to hear it from her, but it's just like I know that it, it's beyond me. Like, oh, yeah. like you know, it's God. Yeah. Like, he's, he's feeding my pen. Like, he's yes. feeding these thoughts. And she's opening doors. You know what yes. I'm saying? She's doing her thing yeah. on the other side. So yeah. it's just like so much. It's so heavy. It's surprise. It is. It's so like, I can't, I it's so much y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yes. so That's beautiful though. Yeah. But it's like, you never stop healing. You never stop no. grieving. Like it's, it's, you think you're good one day and you, you just get that yeah. moment like, and you yeah. remember and yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But that All just right, next speaks, question. <laughs> that just speaks to, you know, the impact yeah. that she had in your life. And we can all yeah. only hope and wish and pray that we had somebody mm. like that to instill those things in us. And right. you will be to your kids. Someone else. And you will be to a lot of a lot of people that you may or may not know. Yeah. Stop! You gotta be ready for it, baby. Stop! I'm trying to draw my face. Off. No, you have such a beautiful soul. It needs to be shared. You really do. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna ask you one last heavy question. Kind of goes along with what we was just talking about, but what? So, what do you want your legacy to be? <laughs> what? Oh, I love this question. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is a loaded question. You're it talking is. about heavy. That's a loaded question. It is. I know. Man, I just want, when people think about me, I just want them to feel... Girl, I, I just want them to feel like they are, like they matter. Like, I don't know. I just want people to feel empowered. I like the word. Yeah. I want to empower anybody that I come in contact with. Like, you are the shit. You going to do whatever it is you want to do. As long as you decide that you're going to do it, then do it. Um, I don't know. I just, I just want everybody to be their best versions of themselves. And I want to promote that. I love that. Especially for us. Yes. Um, and just... I want everybody to get out of their own way, heal whatever they need to heal so that they can so that they can soar. Yes. And they can fly. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love so it. So I don't know. That's my legacy. No, I love it. Motivation. That's it. Growth. That's it, right? Growth. I like that word too. Growth. That's what Look, it's about. Definitely. The things that your kids yeah, love. Are that's, that's the one. Love. That's my legacy. Yeah. I like that. Love you. That's yeah, important because if you don't, you can't 
properly love anybody else. Yeah. And your kids. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. They older. They like, are legends already. Like that, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I mean, that I, I'm. Right. I bless them. <laughs> I am the. Uh, I transported them here. Yes. But yeah. they already, they legends. Mm-hmm. I was the portal. Yeah. <laughs> I I totally feel that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they they got it. Yep. I always say great parents are created by great children. Like, I can't take credit for my kids. Right. They came like that. <laughs> it's a blessing. Like, they blessed me. Yeah. I'm blessed to be their parent. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Really, tell me, like they, they literally it, saved my life. If it wasn't for, the, I don't know where I would be. Yeah, yes. Without, I needed to be I sat down. Where I would be. <laughs> Do you hear me? I, like, sit down. Okay, have a seat. You do it too much. You need some structure in your life, ma'am. Yeah, <laughs> ma'am. I, I'm telling you, and it. That's No. <laughs> what you say? Sit your best tail oh, okay. there. Okay. <laughs> what happened? Listen, you know my grandmother kept me in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do anything. Oh. So when you finally got free, you was like, hold on. Right. This is life. <laughs> Everything. I'm a lit. Okay. Everything. Full speed. Yeah. <sighs> so we done with so many different places. I know, but you—that's what it's about. Yes. So, we are out of time, and we want to thank you for coming on and having this wonderful conversation yes, with this us. Was amazing. Yes. yes. I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> it's just girl talk. I didn't know what to expect, but this was this was good. I ain't about to go home and. Pull my scalp out. Nope. Ain't no, ain't no hair to pull out. Leave us yes. We need the book suggestion because I know you're a yes. reader. I almost forgot. Yeah, we do. One book. Leave us with one book. The Sacred Woman. The Sacred Woman. Mm-hmm. By who? I'm gonna. Find, I'm gonna I have. I just bought that. I ordered that with the journal. Yeah. It's it's worth it. Yes. Go through it. Do it. Okay. We all need to do it. So that we we can heal our community, and we can rise, and we can do what we came here to do. Now if my we, if we all get with the program because it's a program. If we all get with the program. We're gonna be set. Yeah. Now my wheels are turning. We should do it as a group. It starts with the black woman. Yeah, that's what it suggests. Mm-hmm. It suggests getting a group of oh like yeah six women. We should start that. Yeah. You want to go through it again? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's do it. Let's plan it. Let's plan it up. We need to find women. If if y'all own and listening, ladies, we'll give y'all a start date um, sometime after this airs. But we're going to go ahead. We should go through it because I just bought it. It's intense, though. It's not easy. Yeah, no. It's not easy at all. I, I skimmed I've it. I've started and restarted a couple times. But when I that's why I haven't started it this third time because when I started, I'm a three. We ain't even about to get into all of it. <laughs> but three, you know what I'm saying? If I started this time, like I got to... I got to execute it, and I just know that I wasn't prepared. So it's just like I'm until I got everything in ready. Place. Yeah, because it's a lot, but it's it's definitely worth it. I've heard I've heard Lauren London, Erica Badu. That's my mom. Erica Badu, you hear me? <laughs> She's my mama too, girl. She is the prototype. Okay, she's goes. In That's what I was in what he was talking about. Okay. Yeah. That's what <laughs> <laughs> So yes, we gotta go. We gotta do that. We're gonna make that happen. We're gonna plan it. We gotta choose a date. She was on the Breakfast Club too a couple a couple, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Yep, her and her son. Mm-hmm. I like him too. I like him too. He's all getting men together. Yeah, he he's he is getting men together. I follow him on YouTube and stuff. He's dope. But it starts with us. All of that it separation does. that we were talking about between the sexes sexes and all of that. We we really control everything yes um it starts with us and so if we all get on the same page about what's happening and what's not happening they ain't gonna have no choice but to fall in line yes so i tell everybody and people look at me crazy when i say this but women set the tone in the room yeah 
women we do we set the time if if a woman walks in with a bad attitude her husband her kids everybody gonna have a bad attitude yep. like we set the tone so yep. we gotta set our tone and stick to it that yeah, part stick. stand on it stand on it, it. ten toes <laughs> down <laughs> yeah. we're gonna get it together it starts with us it do it starts with us. but no we'll be more we'll be more successful with the accountability piece and i think that's why it hasn't been um successful for me because i've been trying to do it by myself yeah and it's just like them, them weak moments it's just like mm, who do i call right, whatever <laughs> ain't yeah. nobody yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. but when you got people holding you accountable you know no nah, it ain't none of that this is what we doing yeah get it together i, I need people block <laughs> him Yep. <laughs> Block that. Never mind. For <laughs> <laughs> real, for real. None of that. But thank y'all. Thank y'all so yes. much. Thank you this so much. Yes, thank you. I love it. Until next time. Oh, until next time, we're going to have you back. When I'm going to have, have y'all on my show. We didn't even talk about that. I'm going to have y'all on my show. Oh, yes. Nope. Do you want to plug it? Are you ready? No, not yet. That's okay. Yeah. We'll go ahead and we'll have you back on. I'll be back on. For that. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll talk about that. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Tune in yes. to Owning the Masters. Follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all podcast platforms at Owning the Masters. Peace.